Welcome to Women in Electronics, the only show that empowers, develops, advocates, and celebrates the accomplishments and advancement of women in the electronics industry. With your host, Jackie Maddox. And here we are again today with another episode of Women Electronics Leader in Highlight Radio Program. And I'm here with my friend again, Allison Sabia, that I'm saying correctly this time. I said your name <laughs> wrong at the part one. I'm so sorry, Allison. No worries. Don't be silly. It's fine. Okay. I had to correct myself. I will never forget that one again. Um, so anyway, I wanted to circle back around with you just to get into the, you know, interview right off the bat is, um, you know, we were talking about EQ and IQ <laughs> in our last, um, part of this two part series. And I'm really interested in hearing more about this with you as far as when you're hiring. You know, you mentioned something really that's just um, kind of um, common sense, but we don't really think about it, is that typically the candidates show up with, they're pretty qualified. <laughs> if they're right. if they're applying for a position, typically they have the qualifications, but we're not always looking for the EQ side of things. And that's the side that's going to make or break us. But anyway, I'll turn that discussion over to you. Yeah. You know, again, for me, I hire on EQ, right? It should be uh, your, um, experience, your credentials got you the interview, right? It's sort of like the entry ticket. Um, when you come and interview with me, it's more about, you know, tell me it's more of a cultural fit, I would say. Right. And you know, you have to be careful in an interview because people know what to say, but I usually really zone in on things like, you know, tell me what you look for when you hire someone, uh, tell me, how you know, um, you know, the EQ level of your team is good enough. Sometimes I ask a simple question to say, tell me your definition of EQ, right? And you'd be surprised in today's world how many people don't even know what that means. And for me, that's what makes you successful, right? Understanding what, what makes people tick, understanding what values are important to them. That's what makes a difference, right? You can't make somebody care about diversity, it's in their DNA that they want to be fair to everyone in the world who wants to apply for a job or, or do something different and, and what they're basing it on. You can make people more aware, right? That's something you could do through training. But at the end of the day, you either think it's important or you don't. And that's very clear when you start asking, as, asking people about EQ versus IQ um, in interviews. I just think that's such a critical point. And also, you know, we talk about um, empathy as being part of that EQ. So it, as a leader, yeah. you have to be able to demonstrate empathy. And truthfully, now we're finding that's a direct correlation with motivating and inspiring a team. The more empathetic yeah. you can be, the more in tune, the more passionate and motivated your team will be. <laughs> Totally. And, and, you know, it's such an easy concept, but people don't realize it. You know, I've always, you know, I've been labeled, I would say, by many as tough but fair. I, I expect the best of people, but I also want them to expect the best of me. You know, again, it's a two-way street. One of those things come with, we're all human. People have families. People have things outside of work that they get in the middle of their day, and they need to know that they can count on you to have their back whether it's work-related or personally related. 
And, you know, I want to work for somebody who thinks about me that way. And I would expect my people to know that I think about them in the same way. That's where you get people to want to do anything, you know, to make you successful as well as the company. Mm -hmm. It's such a good point, Allison. And, And really going further into the discussion from here, you know, being one of the few CEOs, a uh, female in a very male-dominated industry, um, the industrial world, <laughs> um, yeah. part of the electronic component industry um, umbrella, um, how do you feel that you can change the landscape? You know, how do we look at things different when traditionally it, these conversations we're having are a little bit foreign, right? It, it, this is not yes. been the norm. So how do we change this landscape? Yeah, you know, I would say um, you yourself have to be the one who changes it, right? Um, and for me, you know, it was about believing in myself, right, that I could do this. And, you know, I think that, you know, in the past, you know, I've made it, I've cared too much about what other people think my limitations are. My opinion would be, you know, if you feel that this is something you want to go do and you want to get, I would say, promoted in your organization to whatever level that is that you think you can do, nothing's stopping you, right? Um, The only thing that's stopping you is you. And I find that women in general, uh, including myself, you know, are not clear about their expectations. Do I wanted to be a CEO? Uh, I made it clear that that's what I wanted to do. And I and I looked at when I looked at job opportunities, depending on the size of the company, you know, I wanted to be in that senior executive role. And there was complete clarity around that, right? And and I believed that I could do it. And I think too many times, you know, women don't have the belief because others are tearing them down or others are telling them, no, you're not going to make it there. Or, you know, it's, that's above you. Well, in my mind, nobody can decide that except for you. And if you think you can do it, you need to believe in yourself. You need to get those sponsors that believe in you as well. And you need to be clear about your expectations and you need to get out of whatever situation that you're in where people are telling you something different because you're better than that. And you need to reach for the stars. And I know that sounds like corny in a way, but, you know, that's exactly what I did. I needed one person to believe in me to say, you know, you can do this. What are you, what are you wasting your time for? You know, and, and ultimately that's why I left my old company, right? Uh, you know, I didn't believe that I had the support to get me where I wanted to be. And, you know, I chose to leave and go to a company that um, needed me and my expertise as much as I felt that I needed them because I could help them and they were open to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you said three critical things that we just harp on all the time at Women Electronics and, and we're all learning. We're all just a work in progress. But you mentioned believing in yourself, that confidence. This is a number yeah. one area of development. I don't. It doesn't matter what level we rise to. We always need to be developing ourselves and being in check with our confidence um, that's a tough one, but so critical. And then you mentioned communication, making your path clear. Like, what is it that that's you right. want? We find so much in what we're doing at Women Electronics that women don't communicate it, or sometimes they feel they don't. maybe they're not allowed to, or they're not to dream that big, or I don't know what it is, but 
where do you see yourself later? Like communicate those goals. That's right. Yeah. And then you talked about the clarity is key. Don't you find that yeah. so many times we're like, oh, <laughs> we don't make everything super clear, but you have to, you have to be very yeah. clear and confident and, and communicate well. So I love those three C's <laughs> uh, <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that we just pulled out. But, you know, here's the thing a lot. Let's get real, the real conversation. We do get labeled sometimes when we do these things, when we're seen yeah. a certain way. Um, that maybe our male counterparts weren't. So maybe we can circle back around and have that conversation with, have you been labeled? What have you done to overcome as you were rising up? For sure, right? I mean, at times I think I was too tough. You know, I am a New Yorker, so sometimes anything I say comes out tougher than it needs to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, and you have to know your audience, right? And that was something I had to learn along the way also, right? Um, you know, if you're too tough and, you know, again, you're caring only about the results, no one's listening to you, right? It, it's like my kids. I can yell all day. They don't listen to me anymore, right? They, you know, you have to be, you know, it's on, it's on facts and data and you got to keep the emotion out of it. I mean, that's a really key point, right? There's a huge difference between emotion and passion right? Passion is positive. It shows that you, you know, you're, you really want this, that you're willing to work for it, that you care about it, but passion's in a positive way, right? Women are, you know, are known as emotional and including myself. And the problem is the minute you get an emotional in the conversation, no one is hearing you. All they hear is that you're being emotional again and they forget your point. It could be the best point in the whole world. Nobody cares right? Because they're just hearing, wow, wow, wow. The downside to women is we are emotional, right? But somehow you have to channel that emotion into passion because that's a positive spin on it. And it's still showing that you care and you're really invested in what you're doing, but it takes away the negative connotation of, you know, that you're emotional, right? And you're whining. It's a shame that that's what the world is, but it is. It right. Is. And it's more about making making an impact. Right. Mm. From a passion standpoint. Well, Allison, and you said to me before, and this really resonated with me, you said it's OK to have the emotions, just not in that moment. Totally. Right. Right. You know, you know how many times I'm on a call and, you know, uh, particularly in my old job. And, you know, I'd like to tell people exactly where to go on that call. <laughs> and sometimes I would put it on mute and my hands were moving like you wouldn't believe. But, you know, nobody else knew I was doing that. Right. Um, and that's a skill I learned, you know, say it in your inside voice, wait till you're off the call, yell at your friend, whoever. Right. But, you know, keep keep it in check when you're having a, a work conversation and you're having a disagreement. You can still be passionate. You can still disagree, but you need to keep it around facts and data and keep the emotion out of it. Mm, that is seriously the best advice ever. And that comes back to the emotional intelligence and the maturity that we were talking right. about really hard That's to right. develop. So it's always important to keep going um, with our development as it, we never quite get there. We're just always a work in progress. All of us, every person, <laughs> right. right? We all have unconscious right. bias. We all have things we struggle with. And the, the key is the awareness and, and the continual effort and the mindfulness behind it. But, oh my gosh, there's so many things I want to get to. And I, I we have like five more minutes and I wish we had like another hour, but... There's a couple things, okay? So I'm just going to cram this in because there's two really important questions. 
One is, can you talk for just one minute about women supporting other women? Have you seen that as a need or do you feel in general women do support other women um, in a male-dominated industry? What is your take on that? I have seen women not supporting other women. And it's probably the saddest thing that I witnessed, right? It's there's so little of us that there's no room for even one woman not to support other women. And, you know, I, I've questioned this my whole career. I've seen it my whole career. And I just don't understand. You know, I think it's a confidence issue on the women that don't support other women. I don't get it, right? For me, it's about, you know, lifting up people that deserve, deserve to be heard, right? And um, why would you want to be the only woman in the room? Believe me, it's not fun. You know, I just went to a conference um, on behalf of Galco with some coworkers, and I was literally, there were probably four or 500 people there, leaders from suppliers and other distributors. I was the only woman CEO there, right? Mm-hmm. That's not fun, right? So why would you want to alienate women instead of bringing them up and help them to get where they need to be, right? Like for me, I want to, again, I want to surround myself with the best people because that's how you make a difference. That's how you make an impact to yourself, the employees, and the company. Again, women make an impact, right? And there's certain things that women are better than men at and vice versa. So get a diverse group and and pay it forward, right? Mm-hmm. You know, people have been good to me, both men and women, and and I do my part to to pay it forward and bring women up that might not have gotten a chance with a, a male-dominated executive team, right? And I make sure that I, I do do that because it's important because, again, diversity wins every time. Mm. That's such a good point, Allison. And really what you're saying is just give the opportunity. You don't always have to give the position. But that's right. what we're saying is just give the equal opportunity or the equitable opportunity is all that's, that's right. needed. And if you just come from that mindset, you will hire the right person, right? It, it, it's right. really going to happen naturally from there. But my last question, because we only have a couple more minutes, but I really want to get to this. You've seen this in your career, and this is so critical. Um, how can men help act as allies for women in a male-dominated industry? And I'm sure you've had men that have, just like me in my career, I mean, I wouldn't be yeah. here right now in this industry if it wasn't for my male colleagues who were all championing for me and, and being right. allies. Um, it's so critical. You know, we're all united. So what are your thoughts on that? You know, this is the word people hear all the time. I think unconscious bias is is huge, right? And I think that... Um, making your male counterparts or male employees uh, understand what that means so they can be self-aware is critical, right? I think I think most people want to be successful, and if they know that having a diverse workforce makes them successful, they'll be open to it, right? But they don't understand the unconscious bias piece, and I think that we need to, to show them what that means. Um, I think that you need to call people out, period, right? If you have a team that's not diverse, you know, I'll sit there and say, this is a reflection on you. Tell me how you're going to improve diversity in your group. I don't own that. You own that. Tell me why there's a woman not as good as a man for that job. Right. And, you know, you have to practice what you preach once again. And, you know, doing things like making sure the pay structure, pay structure is equal for all. It's based on job. It's based on title. It's based on results, not based on gender. Right. And I think education to everyone, women, because they don't know they're doing it to themselves, and men, because it's unconscious, it's biased most of the time, is all about information and education. 
Um, I will say there are some uh, men and women out there too that, you know, they're not going to change their mind. Right. And that's okay because it's up to you to get yourself out of that, out of that situation. And, you know, if I could give you any advice, what I would say is for the, for the men you can't change, which unfortunately there's some, I would say there's way less now than there was 10 years ago. Get out of that situation. Because if you hear the, oh, yes, we're going to work on your promotion next year. Oh, you need to do these three things and then you can get promoted. And it's this like ongoing loop that never really ever happens. It's not going to happen. You know, I'm not trying to be, I'm going to say this as I would to anybody else. It's a game. They're playing you. They think you're great, but they're not going to give you what you deserve. Get out. There's a company out there that'll think that you're worth it and they'll give you what you deserve. And you don't need to take that from anybody. So the men that can change, more power to them. And the ones that can't, don't give them your expertise and your smartness. Find a company that will, Mm. that will be good enough for you to be at. And I'm lucky that I've found um, that company in Galco. Allison, on that note, we need to conclude the interview. But that was the best piece of advice that your values have to match the corporate values. I mean, end of story. And if you're staying in an organization at this day and time, it's kind of on you at this point. If it doesn't match That's the value, right. don't bang your head against the wall. Go somewhere where you can thrive. Anyway, Allison, excellent advice. Um, so appreciate you as a leader. Appreciate you being you. with us and just all you do. And same here, Jackie. Thanks for starting this wonderful organization. And it was a pleasure. Oh, and real quick. Just shout out to Galco, too, and on behalf of you for our recent partnership and sponsorship from Galco. We're super excited. The first industrial uh, manufacturer that's in our space, in our in our sponsor family. So we're excited to partner. Uh, thank you so much for that, Allison, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks again. Okay, bye-bye. You've been listening to another episode of Women in Electronics right here in Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net.